Hello and welcome to the MTM Vegas podcast. I'm Sean Coomer, your host, joined as always by MTM's managing editor, Mark Osterman. As a reminder, you can watch this entire show along with all the visuals that go with it at youtube.com forward slash miles to memories. We have a great show for you this week. Fountain Blue revealed some more details about their project opening up late 2023. MSG Sphere and Allegiant Stadium both caught fire. Luckily, no huge damage, but we did learn more about MSG Sphere's future, including how their parent company is shaking things up just a little bit. We'll talk about Golden Steer and uh, that table-side Caesar salad experience. Plus, Caesars has unveiled their new dome at Caesars Palace. Bally's letters are coming off the building finally as Horseshoe takes over, and the 50-foot showgirls are finally coming downtown along with a crazy art project out in the middle of the desert that's opening up to the public after 50 years. So many interesting stories this week. Stick around. As a reminder, if you like this show, don't forget to subscribe in any podcast app. Just search MTM Vegas or Miles to memories. You can also find all of our Vegas posts, podcasts, and videos at mtmvegas.com. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, consider leaving us a five-star review. It helps us out tremendously. Thanks so much for listening. Let's hit it. So Mark, did you see that August 22nd is officially Cheech and Chong Day in the city of Las Vegas? Uh, they're finally getting the recognition that they deserve. I mean, we have a day for everything else, right? Like, isn't there like Lemonheads Day or... Or wear cotton in your pants. I don't know. Like, it just seems like every day is some random day. Like, eat chicken nuggets from McDonald's and not Wendy's day. So, I guess this is just another thing. It seems weird because isn't Cheech and Chong mostly in, like, California, if I remember? I don't know. I think that they are part owners of a dispensary here. So, I guess they have some relevancy. And then, of course, the uh, the marijuana culture is strong. Made, so They made a donation to the mayor to get it. so we have a lot to talk about this week let's start with fountain blue we haven't updated on that in a while um they're pushing forward with construction i know a lot of people are still skeptical especially with all the economic stuff going on but it does seem like they are going to finish this project and uh they announced a luxury shopping experience ninety thousand square feet of high-end shopping because we don't have any high-end shopping malls on the Las Vegas Strip. That's like, like you know, once you have like Fendi and Prada in one place, do can you just put it in every place? I, I don't know. I walk through these malls all the time in Vegas, and I never see anybody in there actually shopping. So I'm not sure how they pay the rent. I'm guessing one person just comes in and spends a ton of money, you know, a day or something. I, I just don't get how they, they keep all these, uh, these expensive shopping malls and stores and business. It's crazy. Yeah, it has to be high margin for them because you're absolutely right. With the absence of a few like really popular brands, I feel like a lot of them are empty most of the time. And, you know, they've got to be getting big sales, big commissions, things like that. But, uh, you know, you got to if you're opening a luxury hotel on the strip, you got to have luxury shopping. And uh, there's going to be 35 luxury stores. Of course, Fountain Blue is going to have 3,700 rooms, 550,000 square feet of conference space. They did release some concept art of the shopping area. And what do you think of like the colors? I think it looks modern. It sort of reminds me of like the Crockford's lobby, but a lot of those whites, creams, things like that. I like it. Yeah, the the mock-up looked really nice. I thought it was good, you know, better than Resorts World, I thought, for their mall area. So I think it, and it looks more like, you know, separated where it, you know you're in a mall versus, you know, a Resorts World where you just kind of like flow out into it and you're not sure what's going on there. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see if they mock ups one thing and what actually happens is another, as we've seen with other things in Vegas. So I think the design's good to to what's going on right now with the color scheme and the brightness and all that. So it looks a lot better than I thought they'd do. And yeah, as I said, 
end of 2023. So we're not that far off from this opening. It's just next year. And obviously, because most of the building was already built, so they have a big head start. But it's good to see that. Their head of design said all facets of the resorts have been thoughtfully considered with chic, sophisticated, and elegant architectural design and elements that echo the DNA of our brand. You know, it's a lot of uh, a lot of talk, but it does seem like there's a lot of high tech. To your point, they've talked about the layout and how it's all going to flow. So I guess they're talking a big game. Hopefully they pull it off better than Resorts World. But I'm sure they'll be trickling out little tidbits of information as we get closer to the opening. Yeah, hopefully, you know, the last three or four launches we've seen haven't gone so well with the Virgin and Resorts World. Circa did well until it rained and then it fell apart. But (laughs) (laughs) hopefully we see another Circa level opening. Like I thought they kind of hit it out of the park when they came and uh, launched that space. So hopefully this is something similar to that. I didn't have it in the rundown, but speaking of Circa, they finally opened their third-story conference center, which I think has like 35,000 square feet of conference space, so enough for like kind of smaller conferences. They had been using that for like football parties when it was completely unconstructed, but this is part of their phase two, so they're moving into phase two, and that's officially opening, so that's good news downtown on the new property front, um, but uh, not a huge, uh, huge deal there. All right, so let's move on to... <laughs> The MSG Sphere. People wanted to know about it. Let's start before we start. What's up with uh, all of our stadiums and arenas catching on fire this past week? The uh, Allegiant Stadium had a big fire outside. A lot of people uh, filmed it, but thankfully nothing too bad happened. And then MSG Sphere caught on fire about a week ago as well. You know what happened? What? Was, uh, Chris Angel was doing pop-up shows trying to get ticket sales up. Oh, those that pyro got out of control, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, his magic isn't isn't as tight as it used to be. So he started fires right and left. <laughs> <laughs> well, the MSG Sphere fire was caused by electrical wiring. Um, so basically, it just started smoking. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's the official story is electrical wiring, though. So, uh, yeah, I mean, they put it out. It did cause some damage, but they didn't say it'll cause it didn't cause any massive damage. It shouldn't delay the structure uh, at all. And speaking of MSG Sphere, Madison Square Garden released some news with their earnings call this week saying that they're going to split off a company that's going to hold their entertainment and their sports stuff while the main company will retain their Tau brands and then the MSG Sphere brands. And they expect to build more of these spheres as uh, time goes on. So they're basically splitting the company off, spinning off, you know, the traditional things like the Madison Square Garden in New York and you know, their their Knicks promotions and the New York Rangers, all that sort of stuff into its own thing. And then we also learned that the price tag has gone up to $2 billion. So as much as you love to say <laughs> that this thing isn't, the price just keeps going up. Although... When, when was it originally supposed to be done? Do you remember? I feel like it was supposed to be done already. I think it was supposed to be done this year initially. Um, and then it got delayed. Uh, it's going to be opening next year in 2023. So they did get it. They did delay because of COVID. They stopped construction altogether, and then when they started construction again, they delayed it. But it's pretty far along. So I, I would say that this is going to be another project that's going to happen. This, you know, I mean, nothing is a hundred percent, but uh, it seems to be pretty immune to the economic stuff. But is there, uh, is there mini cool. one out in the desert built so they can, you know, test light shows <laughs> and stuff? Yeah, actually, so they have a studio in California where they're developing all the content for it. And they've built a one-fifth scale dome there so that they can actually project it, see how it all looks. So that's kind of cool. 
a lot of money being spent on the content, but we still don't know who's going to perform there. They should have just built it one fifth in Vegas and it'd be done. <laughs> exactly. Be done a long time ago. That's well, that, that's basically what they built in Resorts World, right? The big, uh, the big <laughs> ball. <laughs> Pretty but, much. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting to see with Madison Square Garden. Are they worried about all the financial burden of these fears and what they want to do there? And they don't want to take out all the uh, sort of risk and not kind of bring down their old business, the entertainment business. But it's interesting to see them doing this. Um, but I'm assuming that they'll be able to, to fund things a little bit better that way. Yeah, I'm sure it's like taxes or, or stock market type of uh, stuff that they're messing with, you know, beyond our scope of understanding. But it is, you know good to see them moving along it just seems like it's been dragging on forever like you know they say the top's in or whatever but you still see it's not finished on the outside so i'd like to see it move along and and check out the inside but you know we'll talk about something even crazier and expenditure and how long it took to build later in the show yeah we will do that let's move on to golden steer and i don't have a lot to talk about here but i just wanted to feel sorry for myself because a couple weeks ago my wife went to golden steer with a client of hers and uh, they had this beautiful meal and I got left out because uh, I was out of town and uh, the video she took isn't the best. I don't know. It's just really dark in there. Come on, but, Jasmine. But <laughs> she did get the table side Caesar salad and filmed the whole thing um, and said that was incredible. Also got the tomahawk steak, which she shared uh, with her client. Uh, so they, uh, they enjoyed that. It was huge. And, uh, yeah, she really enjoyed the old school atmosphere, everything else just makes me want to go even more, uh, because I gotta, I gotta get there. Yeah, definitely something I'm going to put as a priority next time I'm in town. I definitely want to check it out. It just looks so cool. And it's something you don't really get a, you know, a lot of in Vegas anymore is that old school over the top service vibe. Uh, especially these days, you know, service being the, the issues that it has, it'd be kind of cool to get that, you know, that vibe going again and, and get tableside service for things and, and just the whole experience. Like you're definitely overpaying for the food, I imagine, but the experience that you get with it makes it worth it. Yeah, it was a business expense for her, but I did not ask Jasmine how much the meal costs. I did. <laughs> Ignorance is bliss uh, when it comes to that, especially considering we were paying for it. So it's like, yeah, it's like paying for it without actually getting to experience it myself. It hurt a little bit. Um, but yeah, it was a great time. Great clients of hers. She had an amazing time. And most importantly, she said the food was was absolutely good. And the table side Caesar salad was worth it just for the uh, novelty. So there you go. A little bit of a mini review, even though neither one of us have still been there. <laughs> We're going to correct it. Don't worry. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right. So let's move on to Caesars and talk to, about them a little bit. They debuted their new dome, their their casino dome. They've been really uh, renovating the entire front of Caesars Palace. It's not clear to me exactly what's finished at this point, but on social media, it looks the same to me, Mark. Doesn't the dome, dome look the same? They just went to LED lights, I think. <laughs> I, I was really, I watched the video uh, that, that they put out on Twitter a bunch of times, and I was really trying to figure out what was the difference. I really think they just went to like 120 watt instead of 80 watt or something. Okay, <laughs> bringing it into the future. Now, there's a lot of other changes happening to the front, but they don't show those, so I'm assuming they're not finished yet. I haven't had a chance to get over there, but uh, we'll show the video now. You can see what the quote-unquote new dome looks like, a lot like the old dome, if you like that casino. It's very historic and cool. I think it's just brighter, to be honest, but I've been yelled at many times in that dome area, so it's not my favorite place to gamble. They're pretty uh, <laughs> uptight there, but uh, I mean, it always has looked pretty, so I guess. I love how they're like, oh, we did a, 
a first deal with our longtime dealer of under the new dome. Okay. You changed out some light bulbs. I don't think you need a, a whole ceremony for it, but whatever. But on the flip side, I'm glad that we still have that uh, that dome because we didn't need them to get rid of that. That's the best part of the entire casino, I think. So yeah, very good, good stuff. <laughs> All right. And also on Caesars Entertainment News, are you sad, Mark? The original MGM Grand, then Bally's is no more. We know that they're transitioning to Horseshoe. It's kind of a, been a slow process. But this week, they finally started taking down the Bally's letters off the side of the building. I believe as of now, they're completely off. So uh, Bally's no more almost. Yeah, I mean, I'm not too upset about it. Bally's has always felt kind of out of place to me. Like, it doesn't have a vibe. It doesn't have, you know, a theme or, or not. Like, what is Bally's? Like, it's just the... It's like a local casino anywhere else. There's nothing special about it. So hopefully bringing in the horseshoe and the history of Binion uh, and all that stuff, they they can kind of redesign it and make it something really unique and cool. I do like the space. I've always had, you know, the casino's on the smaller end, but I've always enjoyed it and the, the rooms are fine. So hopefully they can do something with it with the branding and everything. But, you know, we've talked about how they just like kind of like barfed up a shopping mall outside that doesn't really make a lot of sense. So they're redoing that. With the weird Blake, Blake Shelton, uh, the, the shops finally closed. The ones where that yeah. restaurant, that that restaurant will replace. So it does seem like that project is finally getting closer to to full construction too. Yeah, so that'll be good to see. And uh, you know, I don't think anybody's. It's not like it's a volcano getting pulled away or or anything iconic. Like Bally's has just been Bally's. I don't. I'm sure there's somebody out there that loves it the most, but no. oh, no doubt <laughs> you're triggering <laughs> tons of people out there. And it is a sad. I mean, it's. It's been Bally's since the 80s, and to see the sign come down, the letters come down, it's always interesting. We're going to see that happen at some point in the next you know, year or so with Mirage turning into Hard Rock, just when they pull down those Mirage letters. But to your point, we're going to be also losing the volcano, so maybe that'll be a little bit more of a hit than with Bally's, which yeah. is just kind of a light retheme. I think Mirage will be a big deal. Uh, you know, that was kind of like the kickoff to this type of resort and, and stuff. So plus the volcano is iconic. So it'll definitely, people will be upset about that one. <laughs> definitely. All right. Another cutback to complain about with Caesars. Uh, this is anecdotally from vital Vegas saying that they're turning off the volume of sports in sports bars around their properties to force people to pay for seats in sports books. I don't know if I buy that a hundred percent, but, uh, if, if that's really what they're doing to, to drive revenue, then wow. I, yeah, I don't buy it. I don't. A lot of bars don't put on the game uh, sound, you know. Usually you have to go to like a specific bar, like your local team's bar or something like that. Even in around Detroit, there will be bars that don't put on the game sound. So I don't think so. I think they're just trying. They don't want that to be distracting to other people in the casino would be my guess. I mean it's kind of annoying but it's i also don't think it's a huge deal like yeah if you're gonna watch a game you'll probably go off site now maybe to like a local restaurant or bar instead of in the casino but i don't think this is going to drive any traffic to the sports book especially with them charging for seats but his take was weird on it that he's like happy he wants to get rid of sports betting altogether because it doesn't make the casinos any money (laughs) yeah he's on the wrong side of that one i think (laughs) one why do you care if it makes the money or not and two yeah, it does. Because how many people go to Vegas for sporting events because they can bet on games? Now, that's, you know, murky, murkier now that they have online sport, sports betting everywhere. But there's so many trips that people go that, you know, are around sports and they spend money at the casino or at the restaurant, you know, that is tied into sports betting. So even though they don't make money on taking the bets, they definitely make money. 
Yeah, it's funny considering Circa is one of his favorite casinos. And I mean, the entire casino is based on the whole sports premise and built all around that. You know, I don't know. Either way, it's, it kind of stinks if you did used to go to a bar and, and you could watch the game. I think it especially would be strange during like Monday Night Football where there's just one big game on. Historically, they've always had the volume up for that. Where I, on a Sunday afternoon when there's 12 different games or whatever, I could understand not wanting to have the volume. So I don't know. Not a yeah. big deal, but, uh, you know, it is. Yeah, like is for nice. local Raiders or the Knights, you think they would have sound for those at least. But I guess most people in the strip casinos don't care about those teams anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We have an update on the 50-foot showgirls near the Strat. Uh, we talked about them. <laughs> what? <laughs> the showgirls are needless. Oh, well, you know, they're, it's, a, it's another iconic thing in Las Vegas. It is weird just because they're only a few feet from the There's Gateway Arch. There's a Denny's sign, like, right in between them. <laughs> Did you see the uh, billboard right behind it that's getting covered up now? Because the old 25-foot ones didn't cover it, but oh. the new height, they're, they're doing it advertising. They're going to get blown uh, down in, like, two years, but... Yeah. Hey, I mean, it's, it's good. They're going up. It's not the highest quality stuff. They're more like signs, kind of. Is the way that they look, yeah, but it uh, looks like junk. It goes perfectly with the Denny sign, I. <laughs> <laughs> and that's exactly what the old ones look like. They're just the new ones are just taller. So uh, one of the showgirls is up, the other one going up. <laughs> if you can't make it better, just make it taller. There you go. <laughs> What's funny is that the Gateway Arch is really incredible, right? They spent money. Yeah, it's world class. Cool. It's beautiful, and it's just a few steps away. I don't. The, the showgirls almost seem redundant, but you know, it's, that's uh, what's it, it's so crazy. Like you, you put in this arch, which is awesome. And you don't need that. Like, what was the point? If you were going to put it, put it somewhere else. Like, put it on Fremont Street or something or or on East Fremont. So, you know, somewhere that, okay, we're adding something new over here versus right next to where we just put something in. It's just weird. Weird for sure, but <laughs> they're coming. All right. So, here's a crazy story about this uh, guy who, at Cosmo, he's having a good time. He's talking to some ladies in the uh, casino. <laughs> And uh, he has a $35,000 Rolex, apparently. So he's got some money. And, you know, he he assumed that these ladies were prostitutes, but then decided that, you know, he didn't want to do any of that stuff. But they said they were tired. So he was just going to let them use his room because, you know, you do that when people are tired in a casino. You let them go use your room. Uh, eventually, he went up there, woke up the next morning. One of the girls was there. One of the girls was gone, along with his $35,000 Rolex. But, uh, yeah, this guy sounds like a victim top to bottom. I just love his story. Like, he's just going to stick to it. He's like, yeah, I, I was just, I just, they were tired. Let I him brought use him my some room. food at 2 a.m. And, you know, <laughs> he just slept next to me. Don't worry about it. No, like you say, he had obviously has some money for 35K Rolex, but he has show money. He doesn't have real money because you're going to eat that instead of come up with that embarrassing story over. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, you're absolutely right. If you had real money. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm sure this happens all the time, which is why it's being done and why people should be careful is, yeah, you, gotta, you just let that go because you don't want it to affect your reputation. Yeah, and the, the other crazy thing is this girl's been busted, what, like twice already stealing like $40,000 watches and cash? And how are you not in prison? Like, I feel like 40000 is a pretty big price tag to be robbing somebody. Uh, you know, that seems like it's not like it's $500 cash. It's a $40,000 watch and now a $35,000 watch. How is she out on the streets and doing whatever she wants? It's bizarre. Yeah, it's a it's a crazy, crazy world here in Vegas. But just be careful uh, before you let people back in your room. Don't let strangers up there before her. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Don't even go there. Yeah, don't don't let you know. I, I get I get it that people are tired and they're hungry in casinos, but you know you can't house everybody in your hotel room. So don't maybe 
let them and in. I don't know. Safes for a reason. Even yeah. Chris Angel can't break into them. <laughs> yeah. Another double Chris Angel reference for everybody out there. <laughs> All right. So we're going to talk about your favorite story of the week, and that's this city project that's finally, after 50 years, opening up to the public uh, starting September 2nd. You'll be able to visit it. I think it's $150 for an adult, $100 for a student. But if you live in the uh, in Lincoln Nye or White Pine counties, that's the counties surrounding it. Well, Unfortunately, like 12, not Clark. People. Yeah, something like that. You get in for free, and there's only going to be six people allowed per day. And uh, yeah, wh- how would you describe this? Is a an art project? Um, it's you know concrete and mounds, and uh, I, I've looked at the aerials of it. I've looked at pictures of it. It's hard to describe. Yeah, the, my initial take on the aerial shot was it looks like a big skate park. <laughs> Yeah, I can see that. I can see that for sure. <laughs> like from the top. I mean, when they zoom in and you show them walking, okay, you get the grandest. But from up above, it just looks like a skate park. Like, oh, some dips, some things to like jump over and, and you know, some rails or whatever. I don't know. It seems like a $40 million waste of money, I guess. I don't. Did he pay himself like half a million dollars a year and then spend $10 million digging holes? And throwing yeah, and then just write it off. It's all a big tax scheme. It's a mile and a half long and half a mile wide. And uh, it's described as a vast complex of shaped mounds and depressions made of compacted dirt, rock, and concrete. Um, the whole acre, the whole area surrounding it is 704,000 acres. So it's just in the middle of nowhere, as you might imagine. 170 miles by car from Las Vegas. Although on Google Maps, it's said to take about four hours because there's a lot of kind of country roads um, but yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting thing. I, I want to go visit it. I, I don't know why, like, I, but I want to go. I uh, just did some quick math for nine hundred dollars a day, the max they can make. It'll take forty four thousand days to get the money back. <laughs> <laughs> a good business plan uh, for sure. I wonder why they're capping it at only six. I know it's very rural, but you would think that if you have demand for more than six people, I guess they want to, I guess it's more about the art than it is about the business. Yeah. And I'm, I'm guessing, you know, it's like really well maintained and manicured and all that stuff. So I'm guessing they just don't want like a whole bunch of stuff messing up the, the gravel and, and everything. But I got to think like, do sandstorms come out in that area or flash floods or anything, or, or is it kind of protected? I, I just feel like this is going to end badly but i guess he's been doing it for like 50 years so it probably would have already happened if it was a problem but yeah know, six six people you should get a helicopter ride out there it should be uh <laughs> so, something it's so far in the middle of nothing and you only let six people in. it's i just i don't get any of it, it makes no sense to me at all but i'm sure somebody will enjoy it I, I can't wait to see videos coming out i'm sure somebody will go out there and film it and uh you know it's interesting it's unique it's always fun to have unique stuff in the world even it if it is. takes one guy's 50 years. I mean, make it. Yeah. (laughs) They just need to move it closer to Las Vegas. That Uh, and allow like, you know, a hundred people in a day. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Well, I think, uh, that's Machu Picchu survived it. I think this thing can do it. Oh, I like it. It's Nevada's Machu Picchu. I like that. That's a good, uh, (laughs) a good advertising campaign for it, but it's perfect for, it's a perfect thing for Nevada for the craziness uh, that's going on here. Um, yeah, that was a lot of good stories this week. Uh, let us know what you guys think about any of them, whether it's Fountain Blues, Shopping District, Luxury, all the fires we had, MSG's Fear and the future there, Bally's losing its lettering, this crazy art project, the 50-foot showgirls, all that good stuff. Leave a comment. We love to discuss all of it. And if you do like the channel, don't forget to subscribe, smash the thumbs up, hit the notification bell, 
And uh, as a reminder, you can find all of our stuff, Vegas posts, podcasts, videos, mtmvegas.com. Thanks so much for watching. Talk to you next time. Bye.